Good day to all of our listeners. Welcome to the podcast services of Crest Advisory Africa. Crest Advisory Africa is a boutique training and development and advisory service specializing in corporate governance. The products Crest Advisory Africa includes unique training and development focusing on international standards, advisory services in terms of the corporate governance and management systems, internal and external auditing services, recruitment within the executive and C-suite environments, best practice technology solutions, and management system certification services. The Crest Advisory Africa podcast service is a part of the Crest Advisory Africa alumni program. This program has specific reference to every delegate who enrolled and completed any of our internationally accredited ISO lead implementer and lead auditor courses. Today we are interviewing Mr. Niku Sneeman again. Niku is the CEO of Crest Advisory Africa and an expert in the international ISO training fields, having been certified as lead auditor in a variety of the ISO courses. Niku is also an ISO certified trainer. Welcome Niku and thank you for joining us. Good morning, Karine. Thank you very much. Please introduce yourself to our listeners by explaining what is your background, what is your current position, and also what it is that you specialize in for those of our listeners who didn't catch our interview from the previous time. Okay. My name is Nikus Neyman. I served for 25 years in the police service. I was a high-ranking officer um, with the rank of a brigadier um, in the police services, commanding... Um, a precinct of policing in various diverse communities, working with 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 um, personnel complements between 300 and 500 people. Um, so, so this is in itself diverse. Firstly, but secondly, it is um, an environment that is that is full of complexities because your 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 internal environment and your external environment is is two different different environments and. Over some things you've got full control, and over other things that is influencing your your environment, you've got no control. So you have to have interaction and engagement with your your community, with your stakeholders, and to make sure that that everybody is actually working towards the same objective or the same goal. After that, I was um, so this was still about 2007, and then I was appointed as the executive um, for on on one of at that time the biggest projects in the world, the building um, and the operations of the Gau train. It is the, the rapid rail transport system in South Africa, uh, the, the, the only one on the, the, the African continent. So that was um, challenging because the environment is, is now not anymore that you're working with social elements in the environment. Now, now you're working with, with specialists in their own environment like engineers, uh, geologists, and each of them has got its own expectation, has got its own um, objective to actually reach in terms of the project, um, in terms of the project deliverables. And and with that, you, you have to, to create the conditions where people are actually um, engaging with you, working with you, and working towards towards a common goal. Um, I've established Chris Advisory in 2014, and since then, it was it is... The environment change again, because now as a as a leader in the industry, whether you are working with with training and development, whether you are consulting 
with, with corporates and in the public sector um, and non-profits um, or where, where you are implementing management systems or where you are, where you are certifying management systems on, on each level, there's a di different kind of, of, of leadership and leadership approach that you have to, to implement, to adapt to, and to actually carry over into your working environment. A simple definition is that leadership is the art of motivating a group of people to act towards achieving a common goal. In a business setting, this can mean directing workers and colleagues with a strategy to meet the company's needs. Individuals who are in a C-suite position, whether it's the chief executive officer or chief operating officer, are in essence leaders and mentors, people employees look up to. Therefore, it's important, it's, it's important to set a positive example as a leader, do you agree with this statement, Niku? I can give you a simple answer and say yes. Uh, <laughs> then I'm going to ask, why do you agree? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to expand there. If we're looking at leadership, leadership is for me, you are, as a leader, setting these, the vision, the mission, and the objectives of a company. And... Whether you are a, de a departmental head, whether you are an executive, whether you are a COO or a CFO, it doesn't matter what. You are responsible for actually taking that, that company's values and ethics and taking it forward. So you have to, have to set down the tone at the top. The tone at the top is actually creating the conditions for your employees or your subordinates or your leaders that is, that is serving the organization to have a common goal, a common understanding, and know exactly what are they doing, what do they need to do, what 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 is the the key performance areas and and key performance indicators that is actually driving the objectives of the company. So, as a leader, ethics ethics is for me critical um, because if you are if if you are bending the rules in every environment, you are actually going to create um, the conditions for everybody else to see that if you can get away with that, I can get, get away with it as well. And then you as a leader are, are not setting the right example. So if you're looking at, at leadership, I would, I would say the, the principles that is guiding me always is firstly, integrity. How do you, how do you act as a leader that, that, that there's no fingers pointed to you to say that I can do that because you have done it. I must be, you, you can try and be squeaky clean, but you need to always uphold what is your true north. If you don't have a true north, you are going to, to change direction and change strategy, and that is going to confuse people, firstly, and setting a wrong standard. Secondly, competence. Competence is, is, is for me, um, if, if you're looking at, at the leadership environment nowadays, in certain sectors, you are working with IT environments that is actually rapidly growing in this fourth um, industrial revolution, and and that is creating that 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 you've got young 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 people that that is actually being being appointed as in top positions as COOs as as CEOs at a young age, and with that. They've, they possibly got the knowledge and the skills and the behavior and the understanding of the context of the organization, but they haven't got the people skills. 
and people skills you can only learn over time because um, that that skill is is actually when you are, are, are having op- challenges in your environment is how do you learn from how how did you address it how do you learn from how, how do you actually manage that not to be a de- having a negative impact on your organization and that is where the mentoring mentoring and coaching part is coming in because all of us as leaders are in many of the times we are thinking that we are doing right um, because of our integrity but we can we can just as well in that situation do wrong and damage our our up-and-coming leaders that we've got we can damage their careers we can damage their self-confidence and and that is not the purpose of a leader a leader is there to build competencies um accountabilities and responsibilities you need to make sure that people know that as a leader i'm accountable i cannot delegate my accountability i can delegate my responsibility yes but but if somebody has made a fault um it is the question is always asked how did you empower that person did you empower that person enough that he has got the knowledge, the skills, the behavior, and knowledge of the environment or the context that he knows exactly what to have done, that you've got the a conducive environment where people want to take risks and are not punished for if there's a negative outcome of it. Um, but that creates growth, and that creates an environment where, where, where people want to actually engage, where people want to take responsibility over over something and there's a big difference between accountability and responsibility um, with accountability you you cannot delegate it with responsibility you can delegate it to to a lower level but you are ultimate as a leader you are accountable for everything that is happening in your organization then we're talking about fairness fairness as a leader is part and parcel of creating a conducive environment Fairness is um, making sure that that everybody's views and everybody's inputs are respected, as well as if they have taken a risk and 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 you are not risk averse, that you are encouraging risk taking, that that is actually in, encouraged and incentivized. But if that risk doesn't work out. As expected, that that it is not it is it is being addressed in a risk management way, and that it is not punitive, because the moment that it is starting to be punitive, people will not take risks in anymore, and your company, the company's growth, will actually be limited. And then lastly, transparency. Transparency is is me, an an all inclusiveness approach and. A transparent approach where everybody in the organization, whether they are on the lowest level or the highest level, they have got input into the company. They have got the 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 power to actually suggest something, and that suggestion will be taken to heart. And if that suggestion is a good suggestion, you can appoint that person to actually run with that project specifically, and that empowers people. So empowerment empowerment is critical in growing a company. Um, a leader, if you are surrounding yourself with other leaders that is also um, of the th- of the same thinking of you, 
you can grow your, your company rapidly. If you are a, a leader that is actually inhibiting growth and empowerment and transparency, your company will, will grow, but it will not grow as rapidly as, as other companies, firstly. But secondly, I think that your, that your turnover in your organization is going to be um, in such a manner that, that, that you are going to employ people continuously and you're going to lose people continuously. And those people that you are losing are not leaving a company. They are leaving because a person is, is handling them on, in a wrong way. So the, the tone at the top is so critical and we need to be embracing the generation gaps that, that we've got. We've got in the workplace between five to, five to six um, decades of, of, of people in certain age groups and each of them has, has got a contribution to make. Whether you are young, a millennial, um, whether, whether you are a baby boomer, it doesn't matter. Each one of you has got a contribution to make. Now, if you think back to about five years ago when you established Crest Advisory Africa, did you envision this and where you are now? Was that something that you envisioned yourself working towards? And are you there yet? <laughs> Very good question. When I started Crest Advisory Africa, I was I was looking at at a at a vision of I want to be global. I want to work in 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 a global environment. I I want to to to, to deliver services uh, in corporate governance. Um, and um, yes, I didn't want to be, and that was actually my two most important objectives that I had at that time. How to get to it um, was was for me a growth path. Um, I was I was firstly looking at what what was the the revenue streams and what is the what is what, what is the strategies that 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 I can employ to make sure that that. I am global, and I'm I'm working in the corporate governance environment. Now, if you're looking at that, we are um, offering seven services. The first service is training and development. Now, training. So I, I'm just going to go through the seven services first. It is training and development. Secondly, it is advisory service or management consulting. Thirdly, we are doing um, audits, whether it is internal audit or external audits, or independent audits. We are doing the recruitment for um, on executive level and C-suite levels. We are doing we, we are selling products on certain levels. We have got technology that we are working with, um, and the last one that is actually our flagship is that we we have got management system certifications that we can certify international or, or companies internationally in an international basis um, on on management systems. Now that those seven seven um, objectives was not as clear as it as it is now um, five years ago five years ago I, I was I was just looking how do I get my name out in the market how do I establish my brand and through this through through this we have seen that when you are engaging with and our main focus at that time was training and development and the second one was advisory service or man management consulting we didn't we didn't look further at what can we do extra now out of the training and and development 
environment, we've actually established ourselves as an international training organization that is training in, in ISO standards that we can certify um, lead implementers and lead auditors on, uh, on, we've got a diversity now at the moment of about 12, 13 ISOs that we are working with from quality management system, environmental management system, health and safety, risk management, compliance, anti-bribery um, in IT as well. So, so we have diversified our offering where it was initially just in corporate governance and just in risk management to actually having a portfolio in the, the training and development environment that is, that is actually speaking to the global audience that we've got. We've also got, with our training and development, our smaller courses that is actually unpacking the, the competencies for people to need, that is needed when they have got um, the international structure that they also have the competencies and the skills on a on a on a on a on a specific level on how to do facilitation, how how to uh, um, how to present to boards, how, how to actually unpack what you have got and present it in such a way that you can actually make a bigger impact on your environment than what you were actually having. Um, with your normal approach. Um, so if, if we're looking at, I want to, to skip to the, man, the management system certification. From the, from the training, we, we have got a captured audience and we are actually building a community to include um, um, auditing services where, where we are, are speaking about internal audit, we are speaking about external audit, we are speaking about independent audits, um, whether it is on your suppliers, on your customers, we are doing that, and that is also part and parcel of of our, our man, man, management system um, offering. That we are one of 151 um, global auditors um, that can actually certify man, man, management systems on an international basis. So, as part of the this the certification body that we are working with, um, we are in that group of 100, 151 international auditors. We are part and parcel of that special elite group. And that group is actually setting us apart in the environment. That is creating for us a unique value proposition that we can say we can do certain things that other companies cannot do. Um, on that point, we have been acknowledged now internationally that, um, so if, I, if I'm looking back at five years ago, I was saying that I want to work internationally on corporate governance. In this space, on corporate governance, it is, it is man management systems that you are implementing. And this week, we have been acknowledged by these, the certification body um, that we are working with to be one of 32 companies globally that they are working with uh, to be on the gold partnership status. And that is an achievement that is, that is for us um, giving for us great pride, but is making us humble as well. That is fantastic. Congratulations on that. Um, so you as, as a leader and as a CEO, how often do you feel it's necessary to meet with your team? And when you meet with them, how do you motivate them? Very good question. We are, the frequency of meetings is not for me a critical part. The quality of the meetings that we are having is critical, whether it is once a week, once every two weeks, um, 
and meetings for me is not is not always we we are in such a tech tech uh, in such a tech environment that you can have um, Skype meetings, you can have Hangout meetings, you can have every kind of meeting that that you that you want to have uh, with your teams. So you can have conference calls, you can do what you want. So um, with that, that is actually breaking the barriers down of physically having people all in in one room. You can have a meeting with them across the world, where they are, where they're working in Singapore, in Hong Kong, in Tanzania, in Malaysia. It doesn't matter. The technology nowadays makes it a small world. It makes it a fantastic small world. And with that, you can actually check in um, with your team every day if you want to, for five minutes, ten minutes, just just to have a, a brief feedback um, and, and and make sure that, that everybody is actually on the same the same um, page. This the second one, how do how do I motivate people? I want to say it is not for me to motivate people. I, I want to create a condition for people to actually motivate themselves, to have an, an inner motivation that that they are creating their own energy, that they are creating, that I'm giving them objectives that they are embracing, that they are, that is, that is giving, that is working to their, um, their, their strengths and where they can actually see how do they contribute directly to the company's objectives. So with that, you don't need to actually go and and chase people around in doing A, B, and C. People's energy needs to come from themselves. Um, because the, the moment that if you as a leader needs to needs to direct people in such a way that 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 the initiative, creativity, and everything else is actually inhibited, you are creating a dull environment, and you are creating an environment where where people are not are not are not actually ex, uh, actively exploring what they can do, what they need to do. Now, if you're looking at at leadership, I, I am I am always looking at um, there's a we're working with a fantastic system that is actually analyzing the habits and behaviors um, of of our employees, of myself, um, of our environment. And, and and that system is actually looking at what is the the 19 critical habits that you that you are working with um, and how do you actually compare your team that everybody that can do the work actually can 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 express themselves in their work and can fit into the environment that you are creating the second part of that is actually the conceptual questions or riddles where people have to analyze um, riddles to actually see can they are they looking at the problem or are they looking through the problem and do they see the, the solution through looking through the problem and not seeing a problem and then the task efficiency and what is the attitude are they either involved or not involved and how do how, how do they naturally act um, in an unaggressive way or in an assertive way that you can actually see what kind of people do you do you want to have around you Will they fit into your environment? How do you create the conditions that people want to be part and parcel of your of your environment? And and how do you hone and develop what you've got to make sure that the that everybody contributes to the objectives, but that everybody also feels safe in that environment that they that they can um, actually take a risk and do what they need to do. Fantastic. 
Now, lastly, what are the factors that you would consider most often when you are planning for the future? You need to, to embrace the future. You need to be looking forward at what is going, where do we want to be in five years? What, what is your, so we have, the first question you were asking is actually, where did we start five years ago? And where are we now five years later? Now I, I can I can tell you that is that is a journey that is that is full of bends and and full of bends and turns and and fantastic ups and downs. Uh, the downs are not are, are not always so fantastic, but you have to get through it to build character. Now, if you're looking at at fi at five years in the business, I can clearly define where I want to be. I I can clearly say what what we need to do. And the only thing is, how do we keep up to the ever-changing environment? How do we keep up to be relevant? Because we need to redesign ourselves every two to three years to actually identify, are we still relevant or not? Are we still giving, adding value to companies that we are serving? Are we giving exposure to, to new technology? Are we embracing new, new technology? Are we actually looking forward to change? The, the 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 propensity to change is usually a a habit that that people want to sit in a comfortable environment that people want to want to have security in in actually doing a day-to-day -day routine job and just do that and go home in the afternoon I'm having a different a different concept of that I am saying that if we are living in a in a in an ever changing environment. So if we don't change, if we don't challenge ourselves to be changed to actually create or implement some kind of change on a daily basis, even if it's just moving the tables or, or you know, the tables around in in a in in a specific boardroom space or changing the seating around, that you are actually engaging with people in a in, in a way that change become part of them. So change, if you are then changing for the better, that people are embracing it just like that. It is, it is much easier. A leader can make or break an organization. And thank you so much for your insights on the subject, Niku. And we look forward to hear more from you in the future. Thank you. At Crest Advisory Africa, our services include consulting for your organization, as well as the habits and behavioral tests that Nico spoke about that will ensure that all of your employees on the, are in the correct positions according to their habits. These tests reveal whether the employees will, are best suited in the position that they are currently in, and it also shows us where leadership positions may come forward. Please feel free to visit our website at www.crestadvisoryafrica.com for more information on this as well as other services we offer. We look forward to hearing from you.